1: Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Three Stakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito Swung and lined to deep left field. It is good! Hit
0: well!
1: This is the official Cover in the Corner podcast, episode 177. I am your host, Matt Lyons, from this week's episode of some rolls for you, some fun things that happened over the last week of baseball. Talk about Shane Bieber and his struggles, and if we're worried about it, and I guess just in general, the state of the rotation, and how some of them are not as good as they were last year and the years before, and how much of a problem that is, and also how much of a problem that Rosario is, because there's a running theme right now through Cleveland baseball that everybody's kind of struggling. Um, they went on the trip to the East Coast, they're still on that trip, uh, and we'll preview the last game in that little road trip against the Angels, and the one after that against the Twins. Uh, joining me for all that more, another Mr. Merritt Rolfing. Merritt, how you doing?
0: I'm great, Matt. Apparently, they're on the East Coast now, not the West Coast. You fool. I swear I said West Coast. You were the bad podcaster.
1: (laughs) Well, we have got to do the whole thing again now. Uh, We actually have to go back and re-record several podcasts now to fix it. You're blowing it. Everybody's bad, everyone. (laughs) I'm just like the rest of the Cleveland baseball team because everybody is terrible
0: right now. That's fair. I agree. Shut it down. You know what's not terrible, Mary? What's that, bud?
1: Meatball. Meatballs, Merit. They're not bad. We've done it. Uh, meatballs of course is where we talk about fun little things that have happened um, I, I call them fun things they don't have to be fun things man there's not always baseball's not trash. always fun yeah. there's tears in baseball when you're there's there's no crying in but... baseball
0: i learned that from tom hex and then he told me wilson 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 and then he told me i don't know take the beach and then he told me what are some other things you would have told me the burbs sure are weird and then he told me i'm a boy that's from big
1: Thank you for clarifying that one. I thought yeah. that was Castaway for a minute there. I oh, that, thought it was, was just Wilson, alone. of course. <laughs> I know. I thought you were doing a double reference there. You're telling him Wilson, double, I'm a boy. Like sure. I'm a boy. <laughs> What's your meatball this week, man?
0: Oh, I guess I'm going first again. Matt, I'm double dipping on this one. We're talking oh, Harold shit. Ramirez once again. <laughs> <laughs> he was kind of a meatbally boy, so it works. He's thinking. He deserves around. two meatballs. You know what, though? Um, I think he deserves to start every single day. Did you know that, I was looking at this, he has, uh, since we've last chatted, a week ago now, uh, i pretty sure we did a podcast last week, and if not, whatever. Sure did. Uh, he has uh, 13 plate appearances, 12 at bats, because he drew draw a walk demonstrating supreme uh, plate discipline. Granted, it was an intentional walk, but still. Uh, he's only struck out twice, but more than that, he has seven Balls that he's put in play that are over 99 miles an hour. 96 miles an hour, excuse me. Uh, I think this is going to continue to be a theme. I've hitting the ball very, 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 very hard, including a uh, 108.2 mile an hour line out against uh, Justice Sheffield, a 104.9 mile, mile an hour uh, sharp ground ball in the middle, and uh, the whole, his first home run of the year off Anthony, whatever, Miss... Miskowitz, Miskiewicz, whatever. Uh, he hit a home run. So there you go. <laughs> top, top of the ninth uh, over there in um, Seattle. I'm just, I, can, I continue to like to watch what he does. Uh, again, the plate discipline thing is a question, but you can't make any judgments whether it's in 13 plate appearances or 33 that he has on the year so far. He still is a league average hitter in that very short time, which is better than what we've seen out of outfielders predominantly over the last several years. Uh, again, in these short sample sizes, his ground ball rate is very high, 60% of the time. Uh, his hard hit rate is very high, fifty three point eight point six percent of the time. Um, yeah, just like what I see so far. Uh, if you can get, like, as I was saying, uh, when I was talking about it last week, uh, or two weeks ago, whatever the hell that was, get the ball in the air a little bit more, and all of a sudden you might have a star on your hands, a free swinging star, but I'll take it. They're, they got enough of those already, why not a few more?
1: Yeah, I, I think even last year you said they found their new Yandi Diaz was your intro to it, which is... Very appropriate with the ground balls. And we've seen as he's gotten more that it's kind of that same thing. I do like that compared to like last year and the year before, his contact rate is like way up compared. Cause I mean, he's always going to be this guy that's swinging a ton. He's not striking out a lot now, which is nice. He's down to like what? 12% somewhere in there. So he's not going to walk. Again, he's not going to strike out.
0: I mean, we're talking about how many strikeouts. Well, yeah, but that's just a couple. Four strikeouts in 32 uh, at bat. So, I mean, he could go on a tear, but what I'm saying is he's again, in 13 plate appearances, he hit the ball very hard several times. and. I mean, that's what you want. It's also kind of interesting that he
1: wasn't scouted as having like this big power. He has a 40 raw power, according to fan graphs. Like that's, I mean, that's average. But, but also you look at like his stuff in the minors and people are saying they knew he hit the ball hard, but it never equated to home runs. which was also never equated to scouting, scouting power. I, w- I would assume that there's something correlated there. But as they're putting all these higher measurements in stadiums, I'm sure Cleveland has more stuff that we can't see about his hard hit rate in the minors. I'm sure the Marlins even had it, but they just had never have room him and had to. I think they had non-tendered him before the season, or DFA'd him. One of the two, but um, he'd be nice to stick around in and, and Cleveland for a little bit.
0: I agree. Like that's the thing. Like, he's still very young. I mean, like, not very. Young. He's twenty six, but um, there could be something there. Uh, it seems like time and time again, like we can look no far, no further than. I believe he is on the Marlins now with um, Jesus Aguilar, who is again having a tremendous season uh why can't uh why why can't that happen for cleveland where someone else just cuts bait on someone and they come to a different place and be good so so that's what i'm I'm seeing here so far again we'll see how it goes but even defensively i'm I'm not mad i'm not about not mad about what he does so i'll take it
1: yeah so mine this week is uh jordan luplo is of course having a very weird year um by any stretch of the imagination we've talked about how it's at this point, just let him try to swing against everything. He has 100 exactly 100 plate appearances as of this recording going into the game on Monday. Um, six home runs. He has a 122 WRC+, plus, which is good. You know, it's above average quite a bit. One of the best hitters on the team. Uh, 0. 0.170 BAPIP, 183 average, um, 330 on base, 463 slugging. So it's a very weird line that he has. He's walked 17% of the time. Um, in So he has 15 hits altogether, six home runs, five doubles, um, which kind of creates that weird gap between BAPIP and um, your WRC plus because obviously when you get a home run it doesn't impact your BAPIP so the more balls you have in play that go over the wall it doesn't help it as compared to like hitting a double out there but the few hits he have has been huge so his average is nothing and his slugging is high so I wanted to see how many other players kind of sort of match that the BAPIP under 0.170 and I went with OPS plus because that's what baseball reference uses
0: um you're gonna have to use R. nope not
1: doing that (laughs) they actually didn't have the play index i was going to do that i know they don't have that or the other one there are yeah. OBA, ROBA. Yeah. <laughs> um but with that uh, he has his ops plus is 118 so i went with that and 100 or more plate appearances there's only two others who did it um i'm not even going to ask you to guess it because it's just it'd be shooting in the dark here but johnny
0: willingmeyer and uh
1: yeah it's actually sam mcdowell was won in 1974 no uh frank thomas in 34 games in 2005 and oh, eddie yeah, robinson that was a weird year yeah, 86, 88 games in 1955. So Frank Thomas still had like 131 OPS plus that year. So he was still, I mean, it was just a few games. I'm assuming he was injured, but he yeah, yeah, was, he of course, cranking home runs out of there. He was old at that point. But um. But yeah, it's just a weird, weird thing for Eddie Jordan Jordan It's I think it's also worth noting that having this huge split like this, only three people have done it. Only two have done it over, quote unquote, a full season, which is obviously they're both shortened season for them. I'm assuming they're both injured. Eddie Rosario or Eddie Robinson too. So I don't think this will continue forever, but it, it'd be really interesting if he did. It'd be weird if he did. But um, I think as he cools off his, I weirdly enough, as he cools off, I think his bat pit will go up because he's going to get more singles and balls that are just not blasted out of the park once in a while. Because, again, 11 of his hits, 11 of his 15 hits have
0: been extra base hits. I don't think he can do that forever. But Maybe he's literally going full three true outcomes. He's only going to hit home runs, walk, or strikeouts. Like and walk 17% dude. of the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Like, this is awful. What's happening? Like, this is bad. But, all right, I guess he's still valuable. That would really piss a lot of people off and make a lot of people question, is this really what we want baseball headed? I guess so. I don't know.
1: Well, I mean, it yeah. seems like it kind of is anyway. Of whether or not
0: Jordan Luplo does it, that's where. But this is the we're gonna push it to the fullest extent. Oh, if he's like, literally only those
1: three. Yeah. Other than expect, his five doubles now.
0: Like, if you ever watch, um, if you ever read about it, the, um, I think it's the G League team for the Rockets back when, uh, when uh, Maury was running the team, and uh, literally they did not allow their players to do anything except shoot threes and take layups. Like literally, that was it. And I just I can't imagine watching that those games. I mean, isn't that what
1: basic basketball is getting to too? I don't follow. It that is, but like.
0: You're allowed to shoot a mid-range shot, <laughs> <guys. laughs> but they just said absolutely not. Yeah, literally, you you will be benched and possibly cut if you do this. And I was like, that's crazy because that's all they wanted. He just wanted three and D guys, and I get it. You know, it's efficiency and all that stuff. But
1: I think that's part of because I feel like you can do that in basketball. You can mandate that, but in baseball, you can't tell someone only hit a home run or walk a strikeout. So it kind of, no matter how close we get, we're never going to get absolute two or three outcome. Only.
0: But... Uh, we'll see about Aluminum Bat, won't we? That's right. And we'll have only dingers. Oh, yeah. the, the, is it a home run that goes through the wall? That's the real question. That's.
1: Do we know? I, I would assume once it hits the wall, it's in play. But what if it goes through
0: the wall? I guess that'd be a ground rule double because it'd be stuck, right? Because it wouldn't go over the barrier. But if it bounces over the barrier, then it's a ground rule double. What okay, now we need it? to know what happens if it goes through the wall. <laughs> if
1: Friend Mill Reyes is out there hitting lasers and it goes straight through the wall under the yellow line, what is that?
0: I mean, it must be a ground rule, because like, if it gets stuck in the ivy at, um, at Wrigley, I mean, it's basically going into the wall, theoretically, when you think about yeah, it. Yeah, I guess that's true, because it goes that's in a... and then out of play, and it's stuck.
1: That's a boring <laughs> answer, but I want to yeah, know. Yeah, that's anyway, a right? terrible <laughs> answer. I like, I like the
0: new answers where it's free for all. Run, <laughs> run, run.
1: It's a triple minus two plus four is what that is when it goes through the wall, so you get you go on a triple, take away two, add four, and you get a run. So, so
0: you works. end up on first and at a run. That'd be <laughs> <Yeah>. interesting.
1: <laughs> and also, there's a ghost runner at second. Nobody knows why, but it's there. Oh, so, but it's yeah, an yeah.
0: actual ghost, not like a not like a fake runner. Like, there's an actual ghost that manifests, and we're going, go, "This is unsettling." Uh, have him steal third, I guess.
1: Um, yeah. So another thing that is uh, pretty unsettling. Is Shane Bieber, last four he starts, um, he's gone from best in the league to just simply very good, which is still very good, obviously. his last four starts 11 earned runs 30 hits nine walks 35 strikeouts i mean still 35 strikeouts 30 innings he's still pretty damn good Uh, he doesn't have his command of his breaking stuff quite as much as last year i don't think um i think a, a big thing to keep in mind with his struggles over the last four games is the fact that it's been nine games altogether last year he had 12 so he could easily go on another streak he could go on two more streaks of what he had last year and then nobody would care about the first nine it's just because as always it's the streak that happens at the beginning which is the biggest one And then he had the 12 games last year, which again, if that happened last year, he easily could have had a couple clunkers like he's had over the last four in a row. Now it's at this point, I think it's too soon to be anything but coincidence. He has a three forty one 41 up against, which is, um, it's pitchers have a little bit more control over hitters, but it's not still something that he's total control over. So it's a little bit of luck on that side. Is it fly ball rates up a little bit, but nothing dramatic. Um, yeah, I, I have two theories, one of them. Is one that you touched on before i think he just needs to throw the damn cutter i don't know why it's completely disappeared but he's basically a three-pitch pitcher now um what is it fastball slider curveball i think he throws almost exclusively well i mean he has the other ones but it's so rare that it's it's essentially a three-pitch pitcher because he's thrown a change up he's thrown a he's thrown the cutter a few times like we've been on our little mini cutter watch but as far as what he actually throws a majority of the time um, compared to the year before i'm just buying time until the pitch mix opens on baseball savant and of course oh let me open it i already had it
0: open you know
1: it's just those three so it's fastball yeah. curveball slider are the vast majority change up a little under four percent cutter 2.3 percent. so it's barely at all um there's not like a huge shift in in the break of any of his pitches so nothing looks totally different it's just that cutter is missing right down the middle it's one that he's um, it differentiated between that and a slider. It gave him something else to use. And then, of course, the changeup. he doesn't use it at all. Last year it was 8% of the time. This year, it's, like I said, half of, of that. that. Yeah, so um, that's one of the things I think is that he just needs these other pitches instead of just being a three-pitcher guy. I think I don't think it's related to, like, Roberto Perez being out and Austin Hedges being in. This is if we can see it this easily, I'm sure Cleveland with all the people they have pouring over numbers see that he's only throwing these three pitches and they can say, hey, maybe you should you know, add a couple of these in. But um, my, my second theory is that the stupid eight run eight strikeout streak was, they'll, they'll never say it obviously, because it'd be, it's a lame thing to, to chase. But, uh, the fact that he was put in so many times, uh, multiple times over his last four games there where he was over a hundred pitches and he came back out with seven strikeouts or six, where it was clear, like he was close to, to extending that streak. And then he did. Um, I don't know if that's like in the back of his head somewhere.
0: Eight. Eight? Who cares about eight? It's it's one of those like
1: I I remember always watching Sports Center as a kid and the ridiculous, like the first batter on a Tuesday with the last name that started with a D hit three home runs, (laughs) like that kind of thing. It's just a random streak that doesn't mean anything. It felt like this could just be a narrative thing after the fact, but it felt like it was either he was pushing for it or francona was putting him in situations to keep getting it. And I think that. If that is the case, maybe there'll be something that's different now. I think also the fact that he's played different player, different teams now, like he can't just, not that last year was all a mirage because he played the L Central, but he's not going to be able to glide through every team like he can, the, the Royals and Tigers. I think there is a legitimate case that he has to like battle once in a while, and I think he will, and I, I think he's, he's basically I just think he's fine compared to the last four games I think he'll be okay going forward.
0: Yeah, battling against the teams like the mighty Seattle Mariners, <laughs> you know that team with the <laughs> the
1: dreaded, you know,
0: the, the big mean, offense thing out there. I th- I, th- I think there might be some, and this is just I don't know, this is based on just an idea that's popped in my head. There might be something to the fact that it's um, it's hedge is catching now because um, Perez has a had a, has a reputation on the team as being the leader, you know, as being a leader on the field and that sort of a thing, and he's. Uh, been there the entire time Bieber's been there so maybe Bieber just trusted him more and so this rather than it being Perez calling the game it's now Bieber and Hedges calling the game together if that makes sense so like they're Bieber's just kind of going with what he thinks feels best to him whereas maybe sometimes Perez would be like no you should throw this pitch instead because he's looking over here I can tell by the way he's standing next to me or whatever you know ELC like, like the catchers also do a lot of work as far as scouting and things like that, but it could be that. But I mean, to your point, you know, I, I, I mentioned this is something I mentioned about Pulisic uh, on the Slack channel the other day. Like he throws a curveball that's not very good, but in the net with everything else that he throws, it looks better and makes everything else better. So his not throwing a changeup or throwing his cutter or whatever makes everything worse because, like you said, he's just much more predictable now and. I mean, we talk a lot about how his curveball and slider are so dirty, but they kind of blur into each other sometimes. Like, when when they're not working perfectly, they're kind of the same pitch, just with a slightly different break, it seems like. And his fastball has not been all that good anyway. So, like you said, it just what made him valuable was obviously location, but also um, his repertoire. And him not having that anymore makes him a much more unvaluable pitcher, I suppose, which is, you know, frustrating. One would hope that he starts plowing at the pitches in there and making adjustments and Seeing the fact that he has an ERA over of like...
1: I mean, it's like 3.21. It's still amazing, but...
0: Well, I can put it, but just in the last Bieber, three games. It. He's got an ERA at... Uh, where the hell do they put ERA on this? Uh, 4.15. <laughs> that's uh, not great. And, and guys are hitting 324, 407, 521 against him. Again, it's a bad habit. but 467 of the last few teams, So he's been unlucky, but... Oh, players, pitchers get unlucky, obviously. It's not like he's been facing dominant offensive teams. Uh, he did only give up, what, two runs against the Cubs, but he gave up, what, four and then three and only four and two-thirds innings against Seattle. Um, he's been bad all year, really. But well, Like you said, it seems like he was chasing that, that weird streak in some way or other. And, like, it's something to strike out 12, 12, 11, 13 in your first four starts. But then it's like nine. Like, yeah, yeah, whatever. You yeah, know, the double digit streak
1: was kind of cool when he had yeah, it. That's exactly. a solid thing. But after, yeah. like, I even saw after this one was snapped, they were saying, like, now he's the second longest with this many seven strikeout games. Like, it's like who gives okay. a shit? What's yeah.
0: seven strikeouts? Like, come on. <laughs> Goddamn.
1: Got a lucky strikeout game.
0: Yeah, strikeout. He, he also, like, I think the more uncharacteristic thing is, like, the four walks against Seattle. That's not what you expect out of him at all, which is just. It's weird to say fatigue this early in the season, but he has thrown more innings than anyone else, too. And like he's been going, like, like you said before, he's been going deep. One hundred nineteen pitches on April twenty fourth, one hundred thirteen on the thirteenth. Like he's only got one game under one hundred pitches this year.
1: Yeah, didn't he throw one hundred twenty in another one too? Something threw one
0: hundred twenty one like on May eleventh. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like, why? Like that—that that was a game specific. There, there was one game here where I just I couldn't figure out why the hell they sent him back out. I think it was, it might have been the Cubs one actually because. It just seemed like they were up a decent amount, and they. And how often have we talked about their bullpen? Like, what are we doing here? Like, what like they sent them out, and then they, they had to go to the bullpen in that inning anyway. To, so they didn't give whoever it was a clean inning. Like the whole point of having all these guys, and so they're just like, eh, we don't want to do that. We want to keep them fresh for some reason or other. So.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. I, I think it was the Cup. There was it was a game where they like battled back, but they got enough of a lead, and it didn't make sense to bring them back. But apparently, Terrificona has said if they they fought back, he'd talk him back in, but I I don't know if it is like Bieber talking his way back in the game, which again, that's not good either on Terry Francona. That goes back to like the bunting thing with Eddie Rosario. He had an awful bunt on Sunday, and if if that is, again, if that's just him doing it, that falls back on Terry Francona for not stopping that, not stopping from Shane Bieber from going out with 103 pitches already on his arm. Like that's eventually much more... Has to stop uh,
0: that- that second one is the much more onerous one. Like that's literally you just tell him no. Like obviously if a guy's gonna bunt, you can you can you can tell him to stop doing it. You can still do it though. You can't like drag him by his ear out of the batter's box.
1: <laughs> can you though?
0: Well, I don't know. I've never actually that? read the CBA. It could be actually in there. And there's just no one really knows. It's just something from the you know they just forgot to erase the last page or something. It's on the back. You know, like, like old piece of paper they used.
1: Or what if Tito went up acting like he was yelling at the ump, but was looking right at Eddie Rosario as he was doing it and yelling. Things he and, at Or looking at the ump, but yelling at Eddie Rosario. <laughs> Eddie, you <laughs> goddamn. <And> Joe <laughs> West is just annoying. like, I don't know. What are you doing? It's not me.
0: I can't throw him out because he's not swearing at me. So <laughs> I don't know. All right. Uh, <laughs> and, but like um, you said, it's, it's not, it's not terrifying. He's still striking a bunch yeah. of guys out. He's still good yeah no he's just a
1: very very good pitcher instead of the best pitcher ever like i don't i don't know that i ever thought he was gonna be that forever like a one six three e r a um i i always thought at least a little bit of it was who he faced, but I think it can be better than what he's been over the last four games obviously even better than what he's been over this year, just like you said the walks are the biggest thing, but even last year they were up a little bit he was just striking out enough to compensate for it and was like stranding ninety percent of the base runners which maybe that won't stick forever but
0: um. well I, th- I think part of it too he's just um When people make contact, I mean, this has always been a problem of his, they hit it very hard. It's just the only pitch they really make contact on is his fastball. And so when the only pitches you're throwing are are your fastball, which is straight as an arrow, or a curveball, which breaks an absurd amount, or a slider, which breaks an absurd, absurd amount, and if you can't throw those for strikes consistently, that's where the cut, as you mentioned before, that's where the cutter kind of comes in, right? It's a little kind of finesse on the fastball. Uh, tricks the eyes of the batter to thinking that it's something else, before and then it's just in the strike zone. Because at the end of the day, you need pitches you can throw for strikes in addition to ones where you, that you can throw for a strike at. He can get ahead all he wants, but it seems like that's been happening a lot this year, where he gets ahead and then uh, falls behind because he just kind of keeps on getting guys to chase, uh, or trying to get guys to chase. I think that's something we talked about earlier, where he, he was trying to, even though he said he was going to try and pitch to contact more, but he's also like pitching out of the zone a lot. And like trying to get guys to swing and miss on obviously pitches they're not going to swing and miss it anymore. But
1: yeah, and it's as far as his fastball too. Like he's, it's kind of interesting. Like last year he went up to ninety four point one. That was kind of a big deal that he was throwing hard. Now he's back down to basically exactly what he was in twenty nineteen. I don't know if that's anything, but he's also, I mean, he's still better than he was in twenty nineteen because he's got his, his stuff works better. But his velocity's back down. I don't know if that's just because he had the more time off and he was more rested going into last year than this year or something like that. I don't know, but um his, his velocity's is back down but again he doesn't use this he's not like um garrett cole who relies on a 99 mile per hour fastball it's just kind of another pitch he has to set everything else up so I yeah don't like exactly it's it's what he gets strike players.
0: one and then yeah that, that's just why he needs the other pitches to work like he can't be a two and three pitch pitcher like, like i'm like i'm like cold it sounds derisive but it's just because Cole can do that because everything is frightening
1: because <laughs> you're scared every time a ball comes at you you don't know oh god
0: is. no yeah so you know the, the thing with yeah. Bieber is he just bends time and space around most of his pitches and he needs to throw this more often and I don't know again I, I wonder if I wonder if someone does come back to Hedges too because he just doesn't feel confident enough in telling Bieber what to do but I don't know you know say Hedges can't he's, he's a veteran you know catcher at this point but it's about knowing your guy as well it's it's why people worry about about it happening when you lose a pitcher I, I don't him.
1: know. Have you seen Shane Bieber strut on the mound? I would not challenge that man. He looks scary after he strikes a guy out and he's just walking around the mound like that. He's terrified. Yeah, he Ruben R- is R- R- cool as hell. Like, come on. Like- <laughs> yeah, Austin Hedges. Yeah, although Austin Hedges has the murder eyes. If he looks you straight in the eyes and tells you to throw a curveball, you're going to throw a curveball. Because have you seen his eyes behind the plate when he's throwing down a sign? It is. It's amazing. He's so
0: kind, though. Just, uh... <laughs> Austin Hedges? Yeah. He's like no, smart. he does oh, not. Oh, God. His other photo was horrifying. <laughs> <laughs>
1: There's genius. nothing kind about Austin Hedges' eyes.
0: Oh, on baseball references, he's yeah, got he's got a nice smile, and you know,
1: <laughs> if you Google Austin Hedges, the first image I
0: will never do do
1: this. He's <laughs> just staring into your soul. That's just oh the way god, you know, damn!
0: He have de- but, you know, they're not dead eyes though. Like no, uh, they're like very life That's the yeah, problem. That's yeah, the problem. I'm, I'm actually coming for you. I <laughs> I see you, I'm Charles Manson screen. eyes. I'm coming for you, baby.
1: Oh. In my last. uh one weird thing I know about Bieber, this again, it could be a small sample thing because he's only thrown 22 of them, but 19 of his cutters have been against lefties, which I don't know if that's just a random thing or if there's a reason he's only using them. Because last year he threw them more to righties than lefties, which I know typically a cutter.
0: It makes more sense to throw to. I mean.
1: Right, because you want it to go, it goes, it cuts to.
0: It runs away from a righty and that's runs the into a lefty. It, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, so you want to throw into more righties because it gets away from them and you can throw it on the outside of the owner, try to throw a front door on the, on their hands. But um, he's used it only against lefties, which is weird. And against righties, there was one it was a homer. It was a terrible cutter. It was right over the heart to Hunter Dozier. Uh, Luis Robert took one for a ball on a 2-1 count. Um, and Kyle Higashioka, who grounded out on one. But um, it's weird. He also tends to use it on pitchers or batters he didn't see in 2020. Because um, I just looked through all the ones that he threw it. Like, he didn't use it a ton against... Um, the Royals and all them, but like Carlos Santana, he's used it against a bunch who obviously hasn't seen him. I don't know if he just knew that Carlos Santana couldn't handle cutters, but he threw a bunch to him. So just kind of a weird thing um, that he's, first of all, not using a ton of cutters. And second of all, when he does, it's only against lefties, which is kind of the reverse of what you would think you would do with him. But
0: Now I'm looking at how he often throws change-ups. I'm back on the change-up tip now. (laughs) I mean, almost Hmm. never
1: this year. It's What is it? Like... I 38 just change His
0: name is as a, as a Batter instead of, an, instead of a...
1: How many change-ups has Team Bieber seen? In
0: this he's game? seen one, actually. Well, there you go. From Wade Miley. I don't know what happened in that game, but he's <laughs> seen he's <running> 38 uh, <laughs> change-ups. Well, there you go. Uh, Jared Kolenic took one for a ball. Uh, Donovan Walton took one for a ball. Andrew Benintendi. Ooh, super Benintendi. hit one into, for a sharp single. Uh, Benintendi did it again. Benintendi did it again. Hmm, wait a minute.
1: You'll see again; these are all guys he didn't see last year. Oh, no, that's all the same was in Boston.
0: He, he, he just threw a shitload of changeups to Andrew <laughs> I
1: guess that's kind of a scouting report thing, but like Kelnick, if he didn't see it before, obviously I don't know. if There is something to the fact that it's it's newer players. Like we even said early on, they might be using this as a way, like it will bring the cutter out later on when he's when people have seen his other pitches more. But who knows? I think it'll be fine in general. But there is, I don't think he's quite the level he was last year, and he might not ever get back there again just because he was absolutely insane. But I think you just need to throw more damn pitches, but so this off season Cleveland, they made, I don't know if you know, if you noticed, Mayor, but all the headlines were on Cleveland this year. They made a splash of a signing Eddie Rosario, a whole $8 million, which is what is the math on that? That's a lot of their payroll. <laughs> this went to this one man, Eddie Rosario who plays the outfield is non-tendered by the twins. Um, he was obviously their big splash of the off season. He is currently slashing 206, 266, 328 for a 65 wRC plus he has three home runs, but I mean, it doesn't matter when everything else is that
0: bad. What's his R-bat,
1: though? <laughs> God damn it. Nobody cares what his R-bat is. It's probably relatively he, the same as WRC+. I'm checking, I'm checking his R-bat right now.
0: He's, um, he's 57.
1: There you go. Well, I'm glad we did that. <laughs> now we have a whole different view of him. <laughs> Thank you, Baseball Reference, for making your own WRC+. We really need that. Um, yeah, his better profile, he's still hitting the ball hard. His launch angle is it's lower than last year, but he's had the same. Um, he's at 14.1. He's had that same angle before, and it's worked just fine. His bat pip is a little low at 233, but nothing that should have him at 65 WRC+. The only real thing I can see is that he's being a little less aggressive with Cleveland. He's swinging outside 38% of the time, um, making contact less 68.3% of the time. So, I mean, his calling card has always been that he'll swing at goddamn everything, and occasionally he'll hit it. But he's just not swinging quite as much. And this year, fastballs are absolutely destroying him. Um, Baseball has run values based on each. Pitch and his is negative five which is among the worst in baseball against any kind of fastball you see like even Fangraphs which splits out the values um it's cutters four seamers two seamers whatever he just can't seem to catch up to anything this year um between the, the lack of aggressiveness that he usually has and just not being able to catch up to that stuff i think it's it's mostly that he's seen like 153 four seamers he's whiffed 24 percent of the time on those uh, by far the most of any pitch and he's slugging 156 off of four seamers so That's not great. It's, um, when your calling card is being aggressive and swinging at things and being a streaky hitter who can occasionally run into a bunch of things. I don't know how he does that. If he just can't catch up to a fastball, like, I don't know if his, we don't really have a bat speed measurement anywhere, but I'd be interested to know if that's just partially what it is. Like if he's just slower on everything, he is kind of pulling the ball or not pulling, but going the other way a little bit. No, I guess he is pulling the ball more than ever, but, um, so I don't know. I don't. It doesn't look like he's extremely late on everything. He just can't catch up to fastball and hit it with any kind of authority, which he used to do at least a little bit. It's just you look at like his his baseball savant page, and all of his stuff is down. It's never he's never been a terribly hard hitter, but he's always hit enough where, um, combined with the fact that he could make contact everywhere, he was able to sustain it and and crush Cleveland pitching. But now apparently he doesn't have that that whipping boy of his, and in Cleveland he's not up to to what he used to be. So now Cleveland has sunk eight million dollars into what is I mean essentially. Jake Bowers plus a little bit more who can play left field.
0: I read somewhere that this is, uh, in the, during the offseason, this is just something you have to expect from Eddie Rosario. Uh, the abs and you know, the, 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 flows will be wonderful. The ebbs will be miserable. Uh, and it's obviously, yeah, it's, it's all bad. You know, what his home run rates in the toilet, his strikeout rates, the highest it's ever been since 2017. Yes. Uh, walk rate is, fine i mean for him whatever it's above his career average but maybe yeah there's you know again they they mess with the ball and so that could be having something to do with it because it's not going as far and it's also spinning more so maybe it's just he's not being able to square fastballs as well anymore because they're moving more uh i don't know it's just one of those things where he just stinks right now because like you said he's going to be a very um pitcher or hitter rather who is very much uh streaky he's just going to be shitty sometimes And that's the way it's going to be and it sucks that that's the way it has to be but uh everything you know he's isolated slugging is the lowest of his career at 122 the MLB average even this year is 166 so he's just being very below average Matthew very very very, and in in, in every way too hard hit rate bad um and that's that I think that's the scariest one too Is you just hit, like, not, not only is he not like catching up the pass but when he hits the ball he's just not hitting it very hard at all and that's something he's always been able to do because he does have, you know, what ankles to neck range on his contact, and he's always able to do something with it. But he's not doing it anymore, and I and it's it's hard to t- hitting is just so hard to tell because there's so many different variables to it. And now they've changed the ball again, like it's like that's another fun variable to, to try and figure out. He's twenty nine, so it's not like he's like old now, but hitting is hard, and he obviously has flaws. So maybe it just it took a little while for him to figure them out. And he needs to. You need to respond to the responses, I suppose.
1: Yeah, and um, Chris Davies, another writer on covering the corner, he had posted like the rolling WOBA of a bunch of batters, and like Eddie Rosario, he's he's obviously streaky. So his, <laughs> you have these highs where they're like the rolling average over 15 games is like 500 is his WOBA, which is like a basically a better version of OPS, and it drops down to, like 200. <laughs> so it's it's ridiculous like how much he swings, and usually when he's this low, which is around like 200 250. By now, with how long he's been down, a couple of weeks, like he's usually back up on the upside of his his streaks, but now he's just kind of hanging around like the two hundred and fifty, three hundred range, which seems not great. I mean, I know he's a streaky hitter, but it, it also like seems to point to something might be wrong with him longer than just his normal streakiness. So,
0: well, if you go into the baseball savant page too, they have their rolling uh, expected woba, and he does seem to be arcing back up in the right direction, both in the past hundred and past fifty plate appearances. Maybe he is just a back on the way up. It just took a little bit longer because I don't know, new town uh, hasn't seen these teams in a while. Longer travel, right? Um, things are a little, bit, a little bit different for him. Just took him a second to figure it out. So again, we're still only talking about one hundred and what forty-five plate appearances, which is a good a number. You know, it's definitely a time to start making judgments, but he could definitely also go and hit four fifty for the next two weeks. And then we go. Well, there we go. All right, he's good again. Um, and then he'll just, you know, fall back into a toilet sometime before the All Star break and either be a problem or be not a problem. So it's it's nice to know that at that the very least the fortunes of Cleveland do not depend on his bat, because as evidenced by him being very bad over the last ten or twelve games and then being very good over the last that same stretch, I'm not going to you know horribly worked up about. I guess. Um, yeah, he's just really kind of
1: flown under the radar with being
0: how average then i guess because we all assume he's going to come
1: back so we just kind of put him in the corner and just say work it out yourself and
0: well that and also like just there's there's so many other players we're used to being bad that we get to complain about first
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) we need to get to jake bowers and yu chang and and everybody else before we get to eddie buzario because we we know he'll come back but the other guys we're not quite sure if they can ever be anything but um just kind of the way it is yeah we'll find out um over Find next out next series. time <laughs>
0: here on I, I will say, yeah, he has a couple things going for him that, we, that I think we could see him coming back and they're all external factors. Well, that's an, that's an internal factor. even though it's outside of his face. Uh, he gets to face angels pitching and then he gets to face the tigers. And also he gets to face the the, the twins. So de-
1: depleted twins team is going to be coming off of who's not going to have any bullpen after a doubleheader against them. Exactly. So
0: it's, it's it, there's some positivity there at least in terms of seeing him bounce back a little bit over the next Let, let's circle back on this next week let's make let's make a note to have a conversation around him next week because if, if he doesn't do anything over the next over the next we're what, gonna have seven days or whatever <laughs> then it's a problem because we're facing he's facing some of the worst pitching in all of baseball over the next couple of days I'm not, and, and the twins aren't like that that bad but they're also not that good either and well i mean the
1: twins are also just like Everybody's down. Like my Ada is is not the same. Uh, Hap isn't great, and then Panina's is Michael Panina. So I mean, yeah. If next week, if if Cleveland's offense is still like scoring three or less runs a game after that, I think then we have. I, I don't think it's time to like slam the alarm button. But I'm I'm gonna poke it a little bit and yeah, start kind of considering. So I'm flipping that little cover up going, on it.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Hello there, old <laughs> friend. What are you doing over here? I think so, the the yeah. fact
1: that the Twins are such a dumpster fire kind of calms the the emergency button. Like if. If they were what they should be, and Cleveland was in third in the division and playing the way they are, I think to be maybe a little more concerned, but they're not. So, <laughs> and also just early in general. So,
0: yeah, exactly. It's so kind of I, hard to worry too much. Like, and he had yeah, I mean, he's like he's he, he, he had a decent stretch earlier in the season. He's just very bad right now, and other guys are also very bad right now. And some of them are young and will stay being bad. Some will get better. Although it's nice to see guys, even guys like Fernando Reyes, who's on a downswing right now, his OPS is still what like. RPS Plus is still like one twenty five or something like that. But what's his RBAT, bet, man? I don't care. Oh, about I was LPS just going to check right now. So I was curious. What is his RBAT right now? I believe it's one hundred and twenty nine. One oh, twenty nine. Yeah, it's it would be averages. You know, when it comes to R bat plus, is exactly one hundred. Ooh, that's interesting. Uh, that's I can't so believe it did you that. Go. Wow. Yeah, so his R his ROBA is three sixty four. So oh, there you go.
1: <laughs> we need to have like a CTC Plus, where we just we were talking in the Slack about having a stat that's. <laughs> The win probability over what whatever happened with Bunting, which is maybe like that'll be the, the official we, cover in the corner stack.
0: We need a uh, we, we need a math man to do this. The math <laughs> man prophecies.
1: <laughs> there you go. Um, so yeah, over the next week, I mean, by the time you listen to this podcast, they've already have played one game on Monday, which is the Hengist Sandoval matchup. But Cleveland will be playing the Angels and the Twins. And before we were doing the podcast, we spent a good, I don't know half a minute 45 seconds trying to figure out what the hell was going on because (laughs) both cleveland and the angels play the twins next which seemed really weird but then we realized that the indians have to go home Uh, they get an off day on thursday and then the twins they have to play doubleheader against the Angels. so i mean this is all very good news for cleveland because they play the angels it's three more late games which kind of sucks but then they get their off day they can rest and relax meanwhile the twins they have to fly to los angeles play out there um, do that crazy name? Anaheim, Anaheim, whatever. They're they're the Angels of Los Angeles, Anaheim, California conglomerate. It's
0: like saying Baltimore is Washington D.C. Same thing. It all blends just... together. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then they fly back to Cleveland, where they play the Indians. And so, I mean, it's going to be this is going to be an exhausted Twins team, and then the Angels are just bad. So this is kind of a, a good opportunity, like we said with Eddie Rosario, to just kind of recover because Patrick Sandoval is just a lefty who is whatever. Uh, Haney's not great I mean Shohei Otani is is great he's gonna be fun to watch I might be actively rooting against my own team just to watch him be good because I don't know when I get to watch him again play Cleveland so um I just love Shohei Otani and I don't know how good he's gonna be but it's that'll be a good one and then of course the twins I mean Kentamaeda's just not himself this year his his cutter doesn't have he doesn't like like Shane Beaver he stopped using the cutter um he still has that good gap between his slider and split finger so it's just hard to really tell what's wrong with him he's just not striking people out this year I
0: wonder if cutter use is down across baseball? Now I'm wondering about it. Like, if it's if just like a league wide thing? But like, they're just they can't throw it. Maybe the maybe the change to the ball is made throwing a cutter harder. I'm not I saying. Can't
1: imagine that did it, but
0: <laughs> I mean they wouldn't I don't know, know before
1: dude. anyway, would they?
0: Well, I mean, maybe they just realized you figured out during during spring training wouldn't you you like, this sucks we can't do any of this this is piss
1: (laughs) and nobody told brian shaw he's just out there slinging him he's just like i don't care my (laughs) hand is big and weird (laughs) have you seen my beard like i give a shit i'll throw a
0: he's he's sneaky he has a bunch of grease <laughs> he's very slippery. Okay, there go. He's a slippery. Uh, boy. Let's see here. Cutter use is uh it's second highest in the last ten years. Anyway, well, all right. <laughs> but in these
1: two very specific pitchers, uh Kenta Maeda is is down, and then Bieber pitches the next game against Jay Happ, which I mean, he should be able to beat Jay Happ. I would hope,
0: but Jay Happ's a trickster though, because he's left-handed and not very good. So we know he's gonna you know you know he's gonna do well against Cleveland. That's uh, that's the ancient rule of baseball. The middle and lefties here once again,
1: and the Angels, of course, lost their big slugger Albert Pujols is now with the mm-hmm. Dodgers. It's a very yeah, sad loss for them. But.
0: I can't believe they let him go. I mean, that's, that's a two hundred fifty million dollar man right there. How do you just let him go like that? that? When you pay people a lot of money, they're automatically good, right? Mike, oh, my Trout is very good. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, that's the one case where it works. But, uh, but yeah, that, that of course lets them use Jared Walsh, which I mean, we'll see him on Monday, I'm sure, and on Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, I wrote about him in the preview. I think he's interesting. The fact that he seems like a guy who could. I mean, like, be Fran Reyes eventually, who has a bunch of power and also hits the ball the other way. Right now, he's just the guy who slap hits and occasionally runs into one because he can beat the piss out of the ball, but he, he just swings at everything and doesn't really wait for his wheelhouse. So I think eventually he's going to, like, morph into Fran Reyes, which will be fun for them and bad for everybody else. But um, he's a really interesting prospect for the Angels, and now they can actually get to use him now that Albert Pujols is gone. Um, and then, of course, and, and Shohyotani he's is
0: 27 there. years old, though. Jesus Christ. Yeah, he's a late
1: bloomer, but I mean... If you get him for a couple of years, then there you go.
0: Where's yeah. that other fat, uh, the Joe something
1: West? Joe?
0: No, Joe, not Joe West. You <laughs> big jerk. <laughs> uh, Joe Adele. Oh, Joe
1: go. Adele. Oh, he's terrible now. He's oh, he's bad again. I think he just <sighs> struck out like four times. I was watching Eric Long and Hangen's, um prospect notes, and I mean, even he is sort of like skimmed over the fact that Joe Adele is there. Like he is just disappeared off everything because i think he came up last year right and he was bad and then he went he was, back down he, was, he wasn't hitting
0: that he, last year was i guess he's fine there.
1: now in the minors he's well maybe not but <laughs> he said oh, a couple yeah. homers and that's about it he's basically like jordan luplo struck that's out 40 percent of the time so far and i mean that's over 47 plate appearances. but yeah whatever i mean i think we care out about 40 percent strikeouts i mean do we
0: though i don't know that's a good question 40 percent isn't 50 so that's you know. true it's
1: not even 60 percent it's 30 percent less than 70
0: i really excited to watch the angels I, I watch them a decent amount on the weekend because it's one of the few games that's still on after i've been watching other baseball games so i mean who doesn't want to watch mike trout though and obviously tony two bags everyone's favorite player
1: i always get suckered into watching them and i always regret it every time because they're so bad
0: and it's just i mean it's like i want to watch three at-bats every <laughs> like, like how far are we from trout okay let's see well okay well I'm glad they're putting the number next to his band. I'm like, I don't, you're, you're, you hit Justin Upton you're like, okay, well, I don't have to watch for 20 minutes. Perfect.
1: <laughs> it's like the modern equivalent of watching the TV Guide channel where you're just waiting for Mike Trout to come back around and you're missing. You're like, damn it. You
0: back. Well, but now we have two chances at show your time as well. <laughs> yeah, and Jared Walsh and Tony Tubag. So, absolutely. you know.
1: There is actually just so many options on offense. I, I still, it baffles me how bad they can be. Because even Justin Upton, when he's not, I guess he is probably terrible now. But he's I remember at one season. point when he was super good and that was He was, was fun. very
0: good. He was an absolute... Fucking, i
1: believe he was getting kangaroo junior comps at one point as a prospect and that he kind was a of wrecking
0: favorite. ball but. out there yeah you had a year there and i mean you know what? he's only had an ops over 900 twice yeah. and one of those was a partial season with detroit wow I really you know I, I just have this memory of him being way better than ever actually when he than he ever actually was
1: i remember the hype from earlier when he was with the dodgers but that's it so i'm you know i'm pretty much on the same boat that i remember him being way better than he actually had with the dodgers
0: <laughs> do you mean the uh diamondbacks or diamondbacks yeah yeah okay that's yeah, like way. he had, he had, he had,
1: that one super good season where I, did he win MVP or he was close in like 2011 something like that.
0: But. Uh, he came uh, fourth in MVP voting. Yeah, he hit 289, 369, 529, 31 ding dongs, 88 RBIs, 21 stolen bases, and nine cuts. I mean, that's even like goodness. The thing is, it's like I think him and his brother were just like the, the the amount of um like potential between him and BJ Upton were like these guys could be anything. And they're and they're and, and, they weren't bad. They were pretty good players, but they just, they never like got past a certain level, I guess, for being, I mean, for being I mean, a corner plateaued, outfielder, right? plateaued, whatever. Yeah, like pretty hard. You know, it's yeah. like when you, have, when you have a guy who's 23 hitting, putting up that line, basically, right? With 141 OPS plus, 31 dingers. You're like, this guy is going to be just unspeakable. And then that's the best season he's had. Like ever since then, it's been OPSs in the mid 800s, which again, not terrible, um, but. Nothing ever frightful until he ended up he had that one year in D- Detroit when they, they they stunk, but he was great. And it was, you know, it was, uh, I don't know, <laughs> interesting.
1: Yeah. yeah. It'll be interesting even watching them now. Like And and even there, I mean, the Angels are just, they're interesting but so bad. And their pitching staff is just a disaster. Other than Shohei Otani. Like, even Dylan Bundy, he was good last year. He's terrible this year. Jose Quintana, remember him when he was good? Yeah, I mean, dude, he was awesome when he was on the, the White, White Sox. Yeah, yeah and he went to incredible. the Cubs and he was still okay. And then now he's just off one. They're, they're like the... The pitching equivalent of what happens to Cleveland, everybody just comes there. Or like the pitching equivalent of Cleveland batters where they go and then just they,
0: it's a graveyard in the Arbor rotation. Reno's, I don't know. Armoreno, you think he's a good owner, but actually he's a shitty owner because he's just like, sign more guys. Eh, I don't know. It's a work. And then it's like, oh, now we have to pay him. We're going to keep him until he, until he falls apart. And you're like, well, great. This is going to be very bad because that, that, there's, no, there's no saving this rotation either. Like it's chock full of garbage. And Sho, Shohei Otani. And it's just, Andrew Heaney was, I, I remember him being good. Like Maybe yeah, I'm I mean, just not remembering things correctly. Yeah, you're maybe definitely not remembering him.
1: There was one year where he was okay, and then he was bad yeah. the rest. I don't know if you're...
0: Dylan Bundy had that one good year in 2020, and had a nice stretch there with Baltimore in 2019, I think. What a stinky, what an ebb and flow team right here. Stars and scrubs, whoever there was, when it sucked. I remember I picked them to win the World Series this year. Okay, <laughs> really? Based uh, <laughs> yeah, on course. what? <laughs> Uh, my trap. Oh, <laughs> come on, my trap, Tony Two Bags, your time, they got it all. I love Eddie Rendon. <laughs> I can't uh, quit that dude. I'm so sad you have to, you have to see.
1: I wonder if Otani feels duped going to, because I mean, he's obviously the biggest marketable superstar internationally, considering the market that you have overseas. Like, he comes over and thinks he's going to play with the best player in baseball is going to take him to all these great things. And then, oh yeah, the rest of the Angels exist and you're still stuck here.
0: Yeah, but like, you know, low pressure. It's a cool place to play, I guess. The weather's nice. Uh, I don't know. You know, whatever. It depends on his goals. It depends on his eventual goals as a, as a person. And I think right now he's just being cool. So that's pretty positive. And you I know mean, what? He's nailed they keep, that. They keep on making efforts. And I think that's what it is. It's just their shitty efforts is all. It's a problem. <laughs> like, they sign Anthony Rendon. And then everything else is still bad. David Fletcher, they keep on pl- playing him lead off. I, don't, I, I still look at that one. They should just have Mike Trout lead off. Like, that's it. Just do it. He, He's on base percentage is 462 for God's sake.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, Fletcher's a, a high on base guy for normal humans, but obviously Mike Trout's a little higher. I, Look, I guess you want to put your 271 though. Like Well, this year he's bad, but I mean
0: yeah, I wouldn't he, make I don't, I don't know, he changes over that. Two years, a year and a half, two hundred games worth of having a, a one hundred OPS plus. What, what's his on Batman? Uh, I'll tell you actually R armad over the last two years. Let's see if it does this for me. Uh, it does not uh, work. Oh well, on that right forget now. that stat then. Worse. Uh, well, in 2019 it was 96, Ooh. and in 2020 it was 116. This Ooh. year it is 440 baby. Ooh, that's not good. Thank you, Baseball Reference, for that. I love. They're R-bad always lower plus. than
1: WRC plus. Is it, do you actually know the difference, or just use it because it's weird in a new thing?
0: Uh, because I don't. Because I. <laughs> I don't pay for fangrafts, and I do pay for baseball <laughs> reference, and I like their interface more. <laughs>
1: so, this is a new stat that works better.
0: Uh, batting runs is computed by war, but indexed to the environment the player batted in, where 100 is league average. So, you know, I mean, it's the
1: exact same thing, but they're using different inputs somewhere along the way. I yeah,
0: exactly. And war, their war is different, too. I mean, because like, of defensive reasons, but there's some other math shit in there. I don't know. Whatever.
1: <laughs> just some math shit that's in there. Uh,
0: but yeah, I think that'll.
1: We grabbed just about everything. We got Bieber, Eddie Mm Rosario, baseball games. Um, They're going.
0: Twins can kiss my ass. Um,
1: (laughs) They're they're losing again right now. I don't know if they're going to come back between now and the end of the night, but they're so bad. The problem now is they're losing to the White Sox. Like We should be rooting for the Twins. but um, I guess where we are at this point, where we want other teams to help us to catch up to the White Sox, which... This is like last year where we were chasing the Twins, but we're not 15 games behind. This is more doable. <laughs> it's it's more fun. The Twins are last in the division, and the White Sox are two and a half up from Cleveland. So,
0: and I still say that be they're fun. a flawed team, uh, the White Sox. I definitely think they're going to have a, a, a coming back to earth moment at some point. Oh, yeah. well, I mean, they have high,
1: the highest run differential in baseball. Wow, in baseball, yeah.
0: Dude, well, yeah, I know, but I got to buoyed by the fact that they threw a no hitter against a shitty team.
1: <laughs> Which so. team was that? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, don't I gotta go. <laughs> Do you happen to uh, know which one that is? But yeah, I, I think yeah they, they're going to come back to Earth. There's this good forever, but I just hope they catch them. But on that note, merit. Um, if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, uh, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Find us at coveringthecorner.com. Stitcher. Stitcher, that's another one. Um, CoveringTheCorner dot com. Cover the corner on Twitter. Um, you find me on Twitter, Matt R L Y Merritt at Merrill Lynch, like Merrill Lynch, but with lunch. Um, Merritt.
0: Just as criminal too. Talk to
1: you next week. <laughs> Most of the time, we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like Google, Meta, and Apple.